You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. In a world filled with cigars, craft beer, comics, movies, and video games, only two men are brave enough to search out all things nerdy. It's the Cigar Nerds Podcast! And welcome to the Cigar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Smokin' Joe. I'm Brad Jackson. And we are back again. Uh, yeah. Brad's been living the uh, life of the road warrior. Uh, <laughs> so how was that? You you see anything interesting on your, on your journeys? I learned that I really like San Diego. It's like Florida, but with mountains. <laughs> the weather's always nice. The food is always delicious. The people are super chill. The only thing is... Uh, you're pretty much limited to two car options. Either you drive a Prius or you drive a Tesla. There's no <laughs> in-between. <laughs> Which did you get? Did you get the Prius or did you get the Tesla? What do you think I got? <laughs> Prius? <laughs> nah, I got some 4x4 jacked up, you know, off-road vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I was making sure to consume that California diesel. I'm going to pollute uh, y'all's environment as much as I can while I'm here. <laughs> it's not so much the going to California. It's like, going to California for a week. Coming home Sunday. Nope, going to Utah. Nope, going to this other state. Nope, I'm going to this other state. I'll I mean, be I, home eventually. <laughs> I didn't get captured by Mormons in Utah, so that was a victory. And, you know, it, it's kind of weird. Like, the highs were in the 30s, but for some reason, like, I was like, ah, I'm going to walk around in a t-shirt. Like, I don't know if maybe it's a lack of humidity or something, but... Some reason the air just felt different, or maybe I was just it's like, like a higher elevation, thinner, thinner air, or whatever. Yeah, maybe, or you know, it could be that. Hey, there's hot springs and you know all kinds <laughs> of cool shit here. So, you know, not gonna be able to enjoy any of that in blue jeans and you know hoodies and whatnot. Well, glad you made it back. So, uh, what are we smoking this week, Brad? Uh, this week we have the Punch Fu Manchu. Yeah, we having yeah. another uh, uh, whatever uh, introduction into the Punch uh, Chinese New Year series. This one celebrating the Year of the Tiger, and they do some these Punch uh, Chinese New Year cigars. They've always got like a, something a little weird to them. And since this one's based on Fu Manchu, if anyone's seen the old uh, kung you know kung fu movies where there's some master with this like like single string goatee that like, you know, hangs all the way down. It's like, this one has like a, an extended pigtail that like just goes halfway down the, uh, <laughs> cigar. It has a tampon string. Let's <laughs> call it what it is. Uh, but it is a six five fifty box press Toro using Honduran Habano wrapper, Indonesian binders and fillers from the Dominican Republic, Nicaraguan and Mexico. So D Dominican Republic, Nicaraguan, Mexico, uh, fillers, and uh, a nice Honduran Habano wrapper over Indonesian binder. And I figured it out, dude. This cigar is designed for the Clinton. Because it comes with its own pull <laughs> so If you pull lose string. it, you got a string to get it back. <laughs> uh, or it's a fuse. You just you know, you know, light it like a stick of dynamite. <laughs> I mean, that would work if it was, you know, at the foot of the cigar... Like, I, I, you know, I could understand, maybe, I'm be like, that's kind of cool, but it, it's at the wrong end, and I don't know about you, but 
I mean, you might have tried to smoke the wrong end of your cigar once. <laughs> Only drunk. I uh, <laughs> never a cigar. I've done that with a cigarette where I've like put the wrong end in my mouth and lit the filter. <laughs> Back when I was like, you know, a drunk uh, kid, because I never really smoked cigarettes, but get drunk enough, be like, hey man, give me a cigarette. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> and then you're like, man, this tastes like shit. No, uh, you, you lit the filter. <laughs> Also, <laughs> it doesn't taste any better lighting the other end, I can assure you. <laughs> also, it's kind of interesting because not only it has that weird string, it's uh, it's got two different, there's like a, I guess a lighter colored tobacco uh, around the tip. So the upper part of this, uh, you know, above the band is a lighter color than the uh, Yeah, the so, Havana you know, the toward the, the foot you get that natural, you know, light tan, and then toward the end it's like, oh yeah. That wrapper's been aged in something. And don't forget that uh, all these Chinese New Year wrappers are basically like fortune cookies. So you take your uh, band off, there'll be some kind of fortune written underneath. Uh, so we start getting toward the, uh, well, you already ditched yours. So what's yours say? I'll I'll, I'll hold mine until we uh, get toward the end of the cigar. The fortune could be better. Yeah, that, that's my luck. <laughs> I smoked at one of these previously and it said, I see money in your future, but not yours. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I gotta say, like, I mean, just kind of off the bat, I mean, this is a very earthy... You said this was mostly Honduran, right? The, uh... The is Honduran uh, Habano, and then the, uh... The uh, filler is Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Mexican. Earthy with a touch of leather, leather, and according I, to I the mean, uh, maybe... company description, it says rich, toasty, and a nutty profile. I don't get the nutty. Building to a natural but I've been, sweetness. I've been eating a lot of trail mix. <laughs> I've been on the trails. Got to eat trail mix when on the trail. You've I mean, ruined your uh, palate for a nut. <laughs> I, I, I think. That or I've just been around way too many guys for way too long. <laughs> well, so... Uh, Speaking of uh, Kung Fu, uh, we're watching uh, an interesting, talking about an interesting series this week. We're going to be talking about the, probably the best thing to come out of the new Suicide Squad movie, Peacemaker, the series, written and directed by James Gunn, who, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, a bunch of other movies. Was I supposed to know that this came from Suicide Squad? (laughs) Well, if you watched the new Suicide Squad. Obviously, I didn't. Oh, well then, yes, he is a character in this the new Suicide Squad movie, and he gets shot and a building dropped on him at the end, but post-credits of that movie, spoilers, anyone didn't see it, turns out he survived and he's in the hospital. And this move, this show picks up where that left off, that he, ah. you know, he survived his duty in the Suicide Squad, and now they've uh, got him for a solo kind of black ops <laughs> mission is eagerly in suicide squad no then it's not worth me watching but you should see suicide squad because i is... should not it has no fucking eagerly it's against freedom <laughs> but it's got Eldris elba <laughs> and harley quinn it's if you saw the first suicide squad movie the harley second suicide Davison quinn the second suicide squad movie is way better than the first suicide squad movie and literally, they kill off almost every character from the first movie, except for Harley Quinn, and it's a whole new team. <laughs> One of which is Peacemaker. I'll give it a try. Hey, I haven't seen that yet. You should do it. And if you're going to have to 
take on an alien invasion, you should call in the Strike Force. Strikeforceenergy.com. Use your promo code CigarNerds for 20% off your order. Yeah. Comes in little tiny tin pouches. So if you are a tiny little alien bug, you know, it'll be easy for you to carry around because it's not very big. You're the cow. <laughs> the cow. Oh, yeah. We'll get into that here in a minute. But with that, we'll be right back. Welcome back. We're about to talk some Peacemaker. Also, if you're listening to the audio We're version of this show, <laughs> if you're just listening to the audio of this show, go check us out on YouTube, Cigar Nerds Podcast on YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, go check out the audio show at CigarNerdPodcast.com. Shameless plug. Exactly. We get that uh, you know, out of the... Uh, cause Smash that like button. Hit that way that if people like, you know, turn this off you know, 10 minutes in. <laughs> they at least get the plug in before <laughs> before they turn it off. Do realize I've already killed any chance we had a monetization for this episode. Tampon string? <laughs> well, not only that, but <laughs> probably use the F word like seven times already. Yeah, it's okay. We're not monetized yet. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> <laughs> probably, we'll probably never get there because you got to have a... I looked it up when I first started it. you got to have a thousand subscribers before... Uh... Before you uh, can monetize, I think we're at like six. So, thousand, <laughs> hundred, million. We can just retire and make YouTube videos. And only three of those six are my fake accounts that I that I opened up just to get more subscribers. <laughs> I mean, the Russians are desperate. I mean, we can get us some Russian bots. We need you to start TikToking and uh, <laughs> trick people over here. I don't think that will ever happen. <laughs> yeah, my uh I th- I think I'm wired in such a way that I just I can't no, do it. I can't do it. Oh, the worst part I go in my house and my kid and my wife are both watching freaking TikToks in the same room but different TikToks so there's like dueling TikTok background noise and I'm like I've got to get out of here. This makes me want to suck start my shotgun. Like I'm going back to my shed to listen to heavy metal and smoke cigars. Speaking of metal, this show had the, probably the best, I mean, all of James Gunn's movies from like guardians of the galaxy on has all had like great soundtracks. But if you're a fan of like, hair metal or like punk like this was a good good soundtrack and it wasn't just like i mean there is like one motley crew song but it was a lot of like 
songs I weren't familiar with, like not like your A list. It wasn't hair your metal. just you know your one hit wonders. Yeah, it was, you know? it was. There was some B cuts on this show that like oh man, I gotta look that up. That's I mean, which that song sounds pretty good. I mean, for this show, really, that was the only genre you could go with. Yeah, because like, like you didn't see uh, Suicide Squad, but. But you already spoiled it for me. But once you get into, like, the Peacemaker series, it's like, yeah, this dude, like, you get to learn a lot more about his personality here, and it's, and the dude's kind of stunted in the, uh, <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> Stunting like my daddy. <laughs> like I said, he is just a, kind of a weird teenager in a giant wrestler man's body. But it's kind of cool, because this absolutely is giving me some Captain Hammer-type vibes. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah, if you're not familiar with Peacemaker, he's a DC villain, technically. I mean, member of Suicide Squad, because he's like, I'd love peace, and I'll kill every man, woman, and child I have to to get peace. <laughs> I mean, that that's... That's a true philosophy, though, because, I mean, you know, I think it was Mudvayne. When the whole damn world's dead, <laughs> there's your fucking peace. And the... I l most shows nowadays do not have an intro anymore. Like, back in the day, like, you know, A-Team, Magnum P.I., all of them had these, like, great opening sequences, and now most shows, it's like, Title card directly into the action. Maybe a cold start with title a card with a title card and and very, another title card. <laughs> very short intros where this you know starts with a cold opening every episode, but then you get this epic dance uh, <laughs> number open uh, to the song. Do you want to taste it by Wigwam? Which was a song I had never heard of before this, but. It was one of the, it's one of those intros that I'm like, you know, Netflix is like, do you want to skip the intro? I'm like, no. Like, every time I'm like, I'm having to watch, or not Netflix, uh, uh, fucking HBO Max. I'm like, nope, I'm not skipping this. <laughs> and it's funny because I'd be, you know, laying in bed watching it with Rachel and, you know, she's over there, you know, mimicking the dance. I'm like, you don't even get into stuff like this. <laughs> so it was kind of cool that she actually got into something like this. Oh, yeah, because it's, I mean, it's just freaking hilarious i mean like i said if you're if you've watched the first suicide squad the second one was way better and this show just goes off the rails it gets more ridiculous than <laughs> than the freaking suicide squad movie i can't draw that comparison i will say that the series had a really good build-up and i mean so i was caught like the first four episodes and then I think I caught up to where I had to wait, and I did not like the wait. Yeah, that's, that's my biggest complaint on HBO and Disney Plus is they make you fucking wait week to week. Because like I said, I started watching this right when it came out, and they dropped like the first, I think it was the first two, either two or three episodes like right off the bat. So I was like, all right, cool. And then yeah, that going week to week to to watch this is like fuck. It's like I hate the shit. Like. Give me a Netflix where I can just burn through that shit in one sitting. 
which that whatever the Reacher series I watch on Amazon, like because Amazon usually does that too, where it's a week to week, but they drop that whole Reacher series at once, and I was like, yeah, I can like. I think they just pick and choose. Like, 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 oh, it's Star Wars. We know millions of billions of people are going to want to watch it week to week. Keep them locked in as long as we can. And it's so weird hearing people talk about. It. Oh yeah, man, it's like it's like watching. It's like back in the day having to like. Wait a week to like catch up. Like, motherfucker, this is like you know. Remember Netflix when it came out? That was the, the biggest sell. Like, dude, we can watch an entire series in like a couple days. Like, everyone's oh yeah, it's like so nostalgic. We uh, we can yeah, we gotta wait like a week to see the rest of it. And, like, no, I have short attention span. <laughs> that in a busy ass life, I'm like, I want to be able to like burn through this in about three days. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You have a life? How well, did... Not really, but it's how did you get that? I want one of those. I ordered it off of Amazon with the prime shipping. It's, you know, two-day delivery. That'd probably go to the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, it would. <laughs> That's the next, like, sci-fi series. It's like, you know, you know get a life. <laughs> Call this number. We'll send you a life. <laughs> you know, just program what you, what you, you yeah, want. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably the metaverse. Be... You're like, you know, you're like, no, I'm going mean, virtual reality Dude, now. you already got, like, the Oculus and everything else. So, I mean, you know, they'll just write you a, you know short sweet little program on how you want you know you'll spend your your credits in your life and in the virtual reality world yeah pretty much you just like yeah slowly dying because you're not uh you know <laughs> going outside you're just staying in your virtual world uh all day oh man like the world is slowly turning into ready player one <laughs> between the metaverse and the economy going to shit it's like yeah, we're about to be living in like high rise trailers and living our life online because the real world sucks. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so yes, Peacemaker. It kicks off with him. Like I said, if you saw the post credits of the uh, movie, he was uh, in the hospital because he got what movie? Suicide Squad. Oh right, yeah, the that, Suicide Squad. I think. thing I didn't watch. Yeah. So he got a building dropped on him, and then he went... Yeah, but, like, him just, like, uh... And you see John Cena's, like, ass in, like, the first five minutes of this series. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is this is HBO Max. We don't have to... You know, it doesn't have to be family-friendly. <laughs> well, at the same time, I think there was a study that butts are less offensive than boobs. So that's why most <laughs> of the time you see more butts than you do boob. Think about it. That is weird. I mean, because... So has... there there have legit been censorship studies, and, huh. you know, that's that's part of, you know, like, the MPAA and everything else, you know, is literally based on that group's feeling and emotions at, at that given moment. So, you yeah. know, I mean... Like, that's, that's why so many artists and, you know, directors and that sort of, are musicians, you know, have such a problem with the rating industry is because, I mean, you could just piss off, a per and next thing you know, your shit be completely clean, but they find something offensive, you know, and, oh, well, nope, now we've slapped a parental advisory sticker or, you know, a... But the whole, like, butts not being that offensive thing kind of makes sense because as, like, dudes, it's like, 
we're constantly mooning each other like as as kids, but we don't we never like pull our dicks out and flash them at people. <laughs> well, I mean at the it's same time. It's way more like, common to see a butt growing up than it is like, you know, any other at, at the same genitalia. time, like I think Alright, so I guess we're gonna go down this Hobbit trail. So here we go. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the show where we say we're gonna talk about movie and then we just tangent the fuck out of it. <laughs> well how many people sag their jeans? You're so desensitized to, uh, you know, seeing an ass. But you see a woman breastfeeding, and all of a sudden, that's obscene or offensive. Like, we are literally the only culture that sexualizes the breast. Like, you know, because most other cultures, it's just, oh, kids got to eat, <laughs> you know, or whatever. Or... It's not even the breast, it's the nipple. Because you can yes. literally show the whole breast, but we gotta blur out the, the... Oh yeah, how many times have we, like, a Dragon Con scene just, like, frickin' electrical tape over a nipple, and that's considered, like, Decent. covered? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, damn, I wish, wish I could see that nipple. <laughs> uh, yeah. Fucking people are weird, man. Is that a tic-tac under your electrical tape, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> That's going to be fun pulling off later. <laughs> Dude, it's electrical tape. That shit ain't sticking to anything. And it's probably not even real. Oh, I mean, maybe some of it's real electrical tape. You know, they make the pasties that are, you know, look like electrical tape. Hmm. Now you know. There you <laughs> go. Knowing is half the battle. The other half is extreme violence. <laughs> it's one of my favorite little Chad Joe memes I keep seeing floating around the internet lately. It's like, knowing is half the battle. The other half is extreme violence. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, yeah. I've educated you on the rating system. Hmm. Titties. So, yeah. One, two, three. <laughs> so, yeah, it starts with him getting uh, released from the hospital. And it's like, because, uh, you know, the deal with the Suicide Squad is like, you know, you. And at the same time, if he's in a hospital gown, dude, you ever been in a hospital gown? Not uh, recently, but yeah, this like those things. Legit, never... you will never keep your ass flap covered. No. <laughs> like it, it's designed. Like I, I don't know, I don't know who designed it. Seems like poor thought out design, but I'm always Donald Duck in it. <laughs> now just put it on backward, so it's just like yeah, <laughs> Duke hanging out. <laughs> Wow, you got one of them hoop, uh, nope, not a hoop. <laughs> it's my dong. <laughs> helicopter, helicopter, helicopter. Ah, <laughs> uh, but yes, we have, uh... You lost your one subscriber, by the way. I just watched him unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably me. I'm like, I can't watch this shit anymore. <laughs> I hate myself. <laughs> oh. So, yeah... Christopher Smith, a.k.a. Peacemaker, played by John Cena. Not to be confused with Cena. Robin Cena. You can't see me. Because I, I do this. Because he has a chrome helmet. <laughs> I mean, he's got multiple helmets, apparently. That's what I liked about the series is the fleshing out of the character. Like, you know, he starts off a very, like, two-dimensional kind of, kind of a douchebag. And then, like, you get eight episodes of, like, 
great character development from this one, like, just weirdo character. No, dude, you just got desensitized to the douchebaggery. <laughs> I mean, it was still a douchebag, but he was a likable douchebag by then. You like, you see how he kind of came to be the way he, he was, and how he's kind of, his growth is stunted. Like, like when you, he first goes home to his, his trailer that's all red, white, and blue, like, like literally like the, the, uh, Dude, if you Absolute, live with an eagle uh, and you didn't have a trailer that's red, white, and blue, <laughs> I'd call you ISIS. <laughs> but for someone who's like a villain, technically, and, and wanted, like all this shit's like red, white, and blue and like, you know, super uh, <laughs> bright and colorful. It's like, I ain't hiding shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm living in a trailer park with my eagle. No one knows it's me. <laughs> I mean, but there's like, you know, all dude, the... I've been to trailer parks where if, if your shit wasn't decorated that way, you'd be sticking out. <laughs> like yeah, the feds boy, are going to come, a, you are coming feds come knocking. Like you're not from around here. Are you? Ah, hell they're on to me. <laughs> oh, but, uh, what the hell's his name? Uh, oh, fucking, uh, I don't know. What are you trying to say right now? His Joe? father, you know, from Terminator 2. Oh, that guy. But yeah, they go to see his, uh, you know, as soon as he gets out of uh, prison, his, like, first stop is to go by and see his dad, <laughs> uh, played by uh, something Pat. What the fuck is his name? It's, like, literally not on this sheet. Yeah, his uh, father, Augie Smith, uh, is a oh, basically a racist supervillain. You, as you find out later on, he is the White Dragon. Robert was Patrick. Yes, Robert Patrick. There like, you are. Got you, buddy. But he is hilarious as his dad. He is such a douchebag character. Like I said, he's this. You know it. And everyone accuses Peacemaker of being racist. Like, the the uh, guy at the uh, hospital is like, dude, you're that racist superhero. I'm not racist. He's like, you kill a lot of black people. No, I kill criminals. It's not my fault that, you know, most of them are, you know, you know not wh- white. And he's like, you just need to pay more attention to the white people as you do the everyone else. He's like, fine, I promise I'll kill more white people. <laughs> he's like, all right, that's all I'm going to ask, man. Just, like, you know, pay more attention. Kill the white criminals, too. <laughs> but, yeah, his dad's like this fucking racist and the the flashbacks to him as a kid like in i'm assuming it's based on his age supposed to be set in the 70s and never really but it's like robert patrick with like the super mullet and all the uh the fucking skinhead uh <laughs> dudes hey you know that sort of i was like it's almost like he could almost pull off the old man from american history x yes absolutely and even like when the cops show up later on and he just keeps like making these like horrible like jokes about the uh, detective that's uh, Asian. Like, you know, he's like, I don't like chop suey or whatever. <laughs> and she just starts starts like calling him like she calls her like Lucy Lou. So then she just starts calling him random white guys. <laughs> it's like the, the back and forth between those two are are great. She she definitely needed a little help though. <laughs> yeah, she was she wasn't very good on her insults, but uh, yeah, she, but yeah, 
and when they go into his his like interdimensional Doctor Who closet where he keeps all his it turns out he's not only a racist Iron Man pretty much from the looks of his suit, he's some kind of mechanical genius uh for a hillbilly and builds all of uh Peacemaker's uh helmets and suits and shit, even though he like hates him. <laughs> he's I like, mean I did think that was kinda cool, like them you know, showing the different helmets and, you know, the different abilities that came with each helmet. And maybe Suicide Squad went into that, but... Like, they never, like... In the Suicide Squad movie, they never, like... His helmet doesn't have any powers in the movie. It's pretty much just a helmet. But then, yeah, he's like, uh... He's like, well, this one gives you x-ray vision. This one, uh... uh anti-gravity. This one gives you scabies. He's like, why would you make a helmet that gives people scabies? Like, man, you know, sometimes you got to challenge yourself. Everyone should get scabies at least once in their lives. <laughs> I, I used to think it'd be really cool to have x-ray vision. Of course, for all the wrong reasons. Then I realized, if you have x-ray vision, you're, you're literally seeing through everything. Like, <laughs> it isn't like, Hey, I'm gonna see through this point, and magically, hey, I got a clear image of something. Yeah, it's like you never see, uh, like if Superman can like, like dial it in. It's gonna be like you know, Doom when you turn on no clipping mode, and it's like, yep, I'm in the walls and have no fucking clue where I am now. <laughs> yeah, X-ray vision is one of those like, yeah, unless you can control. Sounds like, the, cool uh... in you know theory, but you know, in in real application, like I don't. Yeah, it kind of depends if you can control the depth of vision. Like, if I want to look at this laptop and I'm like, all right, I need to see what's going on with the circuit board. But, like, if you don't have any kind of control, it's like, nope, I'm just seeing, like, the ground. I, I'm, like, seeing all the way through everything. So, yeah, it's like one of those that's, like, kind of like that, uh, like, alrighty then. <laughs> uh, what does that mean? That's me not turning, uh, putting my phone on silent before the <laughs> started recording. But, yeah, it's like that, uh... Is that copyright? What what was that? What was, was a, that? It was default Samsung ringtone number. Oh three. boy, yeah, that's that's definitely copyright. <laughs> yeah, we get get our first uh, YouTube copyright strike. But yeah, the uh, all right, it's coming off. I got my dude. Remember like that uh, <laughs> the fortune cookie uh, I told you before? I got the same one. I see money in your future. It is not yours. <laughs> Woohoo! So yeah. Do I see money? I see money. <laughs> but it's like that old game where it's like, you know, all right, you get a superpower, but then someone else gives you like an offset of that superpower to make it bad. Yeah, that's X-ray. I got X-ray vision. Yeah, but you have no control on how far your X-ray goes. <laughs> You're just walking around seeing skeletons all day. But does it even stop at skeletons? Well, I mean, if you was like super, like you wouldn't see anything because like you'd just be like you said in a like clipping when you accidentally walk out of the the level and you're just like in the in the void. Like, I'm, I'm wondering useless. if I could fry your brain somehow and be like, I got that. That might be a form of like mental anguish. Like, or what is like you know because X rays give off like radi they shoot radiation through your body to make a X ray. What if, like, Superman or whatever, using his x-ray vision, is actually shooting out x-rays, and he's just giving everybody cancer? <laughs> it's 
So why does everyone keep dying around me, like, of getting tumors and shit? I'm like, dude, is your fucking x-ray like, vision. Why do they make you remove all the metal, then? <laughs> That's the, uh, whatever, uh, the... Not the yeah, CT, but I mean, even time... MRI. That's when even, you remove all you the know, metal. you know, like... It's always like, you got metal? Yeah, I got metal. <laughs> metal! You get one of those machines that has, like, the really strong uh, magnetic uh, field, and you got, like, nipple rings. Just fucking rip your nipple ring out. <laughs> that would suck. Somebody with a Prince Albert jumping that thing. Yeah, I think about that one. <laughs> Jacob's ladder. Ooh. That's a lot of metal. <laughs> if you don't know what that is at home, Google it. <laughs> Be sure to Google it image search. Just see what pops up. Jingle all the way. <laughs> uh, so, yes, Peacemaker gets uh, brought in by a, a team of kind of odd uh, Black Ops uh, characters to run a non-Suicide Squad mission because apparently there's an alien invasion, a.k.a. the butterflies. But, of course, they don't tell anyone what butterflies are until, like, what, episode two or three? Yeah, something like that. I, You know, it's definitely later in the season when, you know, you start getting a glimpse of butterflies. I like the joke because, like, the mission they were on in the Suicide Squad movie was Project Starfish. And the enemy turned out to be, like, Starro the Conqueror, which is a giant kaiju-sized starfish. And he's like, so, like, what kind of but are Am I going to fight a Mothra? He's like, no, you're not... Dude, if I want to fight a Mothra, I want a jetpack. He's like, you're not fighting a Mothra. He's like, no, I know you guys are horrible at project names, so Project Butterfly has got to be like a, a fucking Mothra. Because, you know, the last time you sent me after something, it was Project Starfish, and it was a giant fucking starfish. <laughs> he's like, it's not butterflies. And then he's like, oh, yeah, pretty much. It's like praying mantis butterflies. <laughs> it's, it's like... <laughs> no, uh, on, on, a, on a small scale, but on the much grander scale, it's the cow. <laughs> oh, it's all about the cow but these things are like they're parasites pretty much they crawl up your orifices which you know in the powerpoint presentation they show them like flying up your butthole or, or your nose <laughs> it's like buttholes and orifice it can uh it can fly up there too but then they you know my sphincter's very weak take over your body and they have a secret agenda to rule the world for our own good, apparently. Because yeah, they're like, uh, yeah, we're... I always like a villain that don't think they're they're a villain. And they're like, you know, when the final, like, kind of reveal of what their actual motivation is, they're like, we came from a planet that the environment got destroyed and, and, you know, and we're seeing the same thing happening to your planet and we don't want that to happen again, so... We're going to take over your planet to make sure y'all don't fuck it up anymore. <laughs> y'all can't be trusted to run this place anymore. So we're going to take over a whole bunch of celebrities and politicians so we can, you know, make y'all be Yeah, be and green. it's kind of weird, too. Like, you know, they still retain, you know, the human thoughts and emotions and everything else. Like, that's got to be crazy. Be like, ah, I'm in this body and... Oh, God, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they retain the uh, the host's uh, memories and whatnot. Which, <clears throat> you know, the, the team that he is uh, 
he is with is uh, Latoya Abba Adebayo, which is uh, Amanda Waller, the head of Argus's daughter, uh, played by Danielle Brooks, and Clemson Mern, played by Chukwudi Iwuchi, and uh, Emila Hardcourt, uh, who's like the only, like, she's like a legit, like, kind of spy type person, uh, played by Jennifer Holland, and John Economos, aka Diebeard, played by the comedian Steve Agee. And I, I, <laughs> I love his character in this, where it's like, you know, fucking, you know, Peacemaker's busting his balls the whole time about dyeing his beard and, like, thinking he's just, like, the fucking computer nerd and, like, hates him. And then he's like, you know, they finally, like, agree on, on metal. And they're like, he's like, fucking, uh, what the hell was the band? Uh, the Twelfth Street's Kids was the song. Was it Hanoi Rocks? Yeah, I think. Yeah, that, that was the, that was the band they bonded over. And then it's like, okay, you're, you're pretty cool, man. But when he finds out, like, back it up to, like, the kind of the introduction of, kind of butterflies they tell peacemaker their first mission is to kill this u.s senator who's who's really an alien and he takes home some rocker chick uh from the bar and she accidentally sees his uh mission package and turns out she's an alien so it's like freaking you know bang her out and then he's like oh here's some some cool like freaking glam metal i'm gonna put on a uh put on a song and dance around in my whitey tighties using a dildo as a microphone to, to sing this song. And then out of nowhere, this chick like tries to kill him. <laughs> it's like, I'm like most bizarre. I was like, this is, this show has gone off the rails quick. I mean, we've got, <laughs> we've got a naked knife fight <laughs> that leads to him exploding her with her, with his sonic boom helmet. And then he's like, I gotta go. I, like I jumped out the window in my, my underwear. I gotta go back and get my uniform and everything from this chick's apartment. When he goes in there to get his stuff, then he's like, oh, she got a really cool music collection. Let me steal a bunch of shit before I leave. <laughs> so he starts grabbing all her vinyl and CDs and accidentally finds her tiny spaceship. And yeah, just like, yeah. He's like, dude, this, I'm not letting this, uh, this music collection go to waste. I gotta get, get my metal on. Dude, it's imperative to have good music. As they say, there's never a wrong time to rock. <laughs> uh, tube socks. <laughs> uh, and the other new addition to a team is another vigilante played by Freddie Stroma as Adrian Chase Vigilante. Which this guy was in another like Netflix series uh about a he was a NASCAR driver on a pit crew that uh I think it was called the crew. But it was pretty funny. He was just kinda like this dumb redneck. But in this it's like he's basically like a punisher or whatever, but he's like severely autistic. Yeah. Like he definitely has that, uh, he's on the spectrum somewhere where it's like, and he plays it so well where he's like, has no, he's like, I kill people, you know, cause you know, they're bad guys, but he's like, has, he's like total sociopath. He has like no like feelings and like him interacting with people is hilarious. Cause he's like, does, you know, he's like skilled at guns and fighting, but he's like, I don't know how to communicate to people. Like, I don't understand sarcasm or <laughs> any of this shit. It's just socially awkward because yes. you don't know, you know. He's like a busboy at, like, a, a restaurant in, in real life. But he's, like, you know, in the in the comics and other media, he's, yeah, Adrian Chase is, like, a 
kind of a sophisticated dude. But yeah, in this one, he's just just weird as shit. <laughs> when he's trying to like, like him and th <laughs> he doesn't want anyone to know his like secret identity. He's like, come on, man, we're best friends. Like, dude, I don't even know who you are. I can't tell you my secret identity for for your uh, you know, for your sake. It's like you know if uh, you know if people knew my secret identity, they would like you know c come after them to get to me. And then, like later on, he they ends up having like a threesome with this uh, <laughs> chick that they uh, that Peacemaker met when he was trying to escape the uh, the apartment complex after he killed that first uh, alien. And like he's in bed, like with him, with still has his like mask on, <laughs> and they're smoking weed. And he's like, man, I can't believe they legalized that stuff. I would have totally killed y'all last year. <laughs> yeah, fucking vigilante is like the cause of some of the best jokes in this, in this series. Well, with a name like Vigil, Vigil, uh, Vigilante. Yeah. I give up. I'm tired. <laughs> I want to do a podcast where we just nap. <laughs> you gotta do that on like Twitch or something. People can just watch you nap. <laughs> Be all drooling on myself. Uh, yeah, we get the YouTube. We'll do like a YouTube live one day, and we'll just be like, Fuck you. <laughs> "Dude, I'm not sleeping with you on YouTube, okay?" Uh, oh, come on! I'll just sit you in the chair. We'll turn the YouTube live on. Then just watch you, uh, watch you snore. <laughs> get a second camera, so instead of like the the wide shot, we each get our own camera, and it's just you sleeping the whole time and me, me talking for <laughs> about random shit for an hour. Hey, it's like every other podcast. Yay! I'm supposed to be the producer. I'm not supposed to talk. <laughs> uh, and as you alluded to earlier, he has a sidekick, Eagly. <laughs> Dude, which I, the running joke of eagle. like, do you have a dog? Is it named Dogly? Do you have a, do you have a a daughter named Daughterly? It's like you're not very inventive with your naming. <laughs> it's fitting, and it fucking hugs him. Yes, dude. Dude, he's hugging me. Take a picture. I want a freedom so hard that an eagle feels compelled to love me, not with its talons. Dude, I saw an eagle one day, and it was one of those things that was the most, like, freedom moment. that like, And I was by myself, too, so I'm like, there's no one else to witness this. Like, I was at the range, and I just, like, mag-dumped my AK, and I look up, and this eagle, like, flies overhead, and I'm like, holy shit. There's a bald eagle while I'm out here mag dumping. This is the most freedom I've ever been. There's no one here to witness this, so everyone's just gonna think I'm making this shit up. <laughs> and then you go to some places that are overrun by eagles, and they're such a nuisance. <laughs> like... <laughs> like fucking eagle pigeons. <laughs> but eagles, eagles, a little badass too. When they get uh, when the cops finally come after them, and they're uh, or even when the uh, you know, the, the whatever uh, freaking White Dragons clan tries to attack him. Eagly starts, like, taking eyeballs and fucking people up. And then, like, Vigilante's like, fucking Eagly's hardcore. <laughs> He's, like, the most useful person on the team. Unless you want him to fly a helmet to a... <laughs> around then he's like oh he's uh, just an eagle he not it's not a chair. carrier pigeon <laughs> okay you need a carrier pigeon for that although helmet might be a little heavy for said carrier pigeon I don't know <laughs> you have to like hook two or three to it like him to work in, in teams 
Come on, guys. Heavy object. Team lift. <laughs> oh, what's the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> African or European? Oh. African, of course. I'm not a PN. You're a PN. <laughs> oh, but yeah, when... <laughs> that... The argument with uh, Peacemaker and uh, uh, Economos when they're like, "All right, we gotta we gotta cover up, uh, hide the evidence uh, that he killed this uh, alien, so you know, no one finds out we're here doing this." Change the registration on his car and his fingerprints. And he's like, "Okay," and they change him to his father. <laughs> so his father gets arrested for uh, for murder and explosions and whatnot. And they're like, "Why the fuck?" Like we're trying to get his like. Uh, trust, why the fuck would you... So, I don't know, it's the first person I thought of. And then later on, when he's like, finds out about it, and he's just going through like a l- list of like celebrities and shit, that like, what are you... He's like, these are all the people you could have like, you know, changed my ID to, other than my father, you fucking moron. <laughs> it's just like, just goes on and on. That's what you do every time I miss the recording date. <laughs> these are all the people I could replace you with. <laughs> There's two! <laughs> two people! Yeah, I don't have any friends. <laughs> uh, but no one wants to hear me talk to myself for an hour. How does yourself feel about that? Even I think I'm an asshole. So. <laughs> uh, but thinking and knowing. Hmm. Hmm. That's why I'm here. To make you ponder. Oh. What about the, the all the superhero jokes? Like he has a random fact about every other superhero. It, it, it almost sounds like the boys. It's fucking hysterical. It's like you know, the one old guy he's he's always arguing with. It's like his dad's neighbor. He's like he's like you're not a superhero. Like Batman. Batman has like a cadre of supervillains. Where's your supervillains? He's like I don't have any because they're all fucking dead. <laughs> Batman locks people up. They escape. They kill more people. Batman's probably m- responsible for more death than, than any of the people he fights. <laughs> and then fucking Aquaman. He's like, fuck Aquaman. That dude fucks fish. Like, I don't care if you have sex with, like, other dudes or, or whatever, but, you know, when when he's paying the guy at the zoo, like, 40 bucks to come in and bang a sturgeon, that shit's just wrong. <laughs> a sturgeon. And then he's like, the Flash is an asshole. <laughs> it's like, it's like every superhero somebody bring, you know, brings up. It's like, it's like, you know, why does it like uh, all aliens have to go in the butts? He's like, oh, freaking Superman's an alien. He's got a huge like, you know, butt fetish. <laughs> and everyone's just like, no, no, that's true. It's like everyone just agrees with these fucked up facts he gives about all the other DC uh, superheroes. Yeah, see, I would have liked to... Kind of weird, like, they don't take more jabs at, like, Marvel and stuff like that. It's almost like there's an unwritten, like, oh, no, we don't want to, you know, rock the boat too much. So we'll throw jabs at ourselves, but... Well, I don't know if I've ever seen that Marvel Comics exists in the DC Universe. So they they can't make fun of something that they know nothing about, but they can bust their own balls as as much as they want. And I, and I like that, yeah, they're... What about Marvel vs. DCU? Hmm, I don't think I've seen that one. 
<laughs> I think it was a video game. Probably was. Sounds, sounds like a video game. Need to play it now. I, I don't know that it was a very good video game. I don't remember it that much. <laughs> uh, Jennifer Holland, too, is hardcore. Is a bad bitch. Is it hardcore or hardcore? I think it's hardcore. It just sounds like hardcore. hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, she's a bad it's bitch like in this. Parkour. Only hardcore. And even uh, Edibio, who doesn't look like someone who would be on a Black Ops team. She's Amanda Waller's uh, daughter, who's like, no, I want to, I want to like run a animal rescue and shit, but I don't have any money, so I took this job uh, from my mom. And then by the end of the series, she's like a total badass. Yeah, like she, she definitely like her progression is probably one of the best because you think, oh. You know, she's gonna be you're kind just of a, here a, a because bleeding of heart your... person. Like, and you know, she, the first time she's faced with like, oh, you need to kill somebody, and like she hesitates. But then, like as it goes on, like I mean, she's like fucking murking dudes in that last episode. Like, do like I was born for this shit, and it's just like fucking people up. Uh, but I like like what kind of like early in her progression when they go to but the even die beard, you know, sort of kind of comes to no, he doesn't. He lays on the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon he's like goes to charge he breaks his ankle but the thing is too is like you know when she runs but it's the fact that he did try to charge because most people fight or flight instinct and they would have been out (laughs) and for where he broke his ankle to it like the end when he like yeah after they go in there and kill a bunch of people she turns around he's like right there with like something he's like dude he crawled a long way to get here to be to be because he broke his fucking ankle like a hundred yards over that way he just low crawled all the way over here i'm like that's that's pretty tough (laughs) you don't need an ankle to low crawl i don't care you break a bone broken bones suck i like one broken bone feels like all the bones are broke i like too when um all the aliens come in and take over the police department in the jail to build up their, their army because turns out they find out that the aliens aren't, uh, can't uh, eat our food. So they have to have their own food. And they brought the, the cow that you keep loading to, which is like a giant, it's the nectar of the gods, man, giant, big, like fucking bumblebee looking thing that they're, they're milking for this, uh, goo that they turn into their food. So they build this army to protect it. Cause they're like, if we kill it, they're eventually going to all starve to death. But uh, the one who takes over uh, the detective, who uh, says uh, to her uh, partner, uh, uh, was it uh, Sophie Song, is the detective song played by Annie Chang. She's like, smiles at her partner because she you know, has her memories of that. You know, she actually kind of liked him. It was like, you know, it's weird. Like everybody has like the muscles work differently. So you have to learn to smile with every new body you're, you're in. So it's like every time I've, I've got to learn how to smile again. So when all the aliens come in and take over everyone in the, uh, police department, everyone in the jail, there's that scene of them walking down the hallway and they're all like starting to try to smile. And like, they all have like weird, different, like fucked up facial expressions as they're trying to like adjust to the new bodies. And it's like made me laugh so hard, especially like the, the one, tall weirdo guy who was the uh their kind of man on the inside they took they put in to try to you know control the police he's got a full-on like joker like <laughs> like fucking uh um jack nicholson from the original batman movie like 
super Joker grin on. It's, it's like it was the weirdest looking shit. Why so serious? <laughs> but I mean, that was kind of the cool thing about the series, though, is you know there was those little nods to you know other franchises and stuff. So I mean, and there's so many like just because I rewatched it again a couple days ago to to prepare, and it's like, yeah. Gun puts a lot of details in that pay off later on that you might even miss if you're uh, not paying attention when Peacemaker goes back to his dad's house to get uh, replacement helmets uh, and his dad has been arrested and he doesn't know it at this point. But So the house is empty and the TV's on. And there's a story about a gorilla going missing from the local zoo. And then later on when they go to the food factory to investigate uh, the like the gorilla's there. Like when there was an alien gorilla that they were using kind of as their uh, enforcer, that they all had to fight. And it's like, and then like I said, that, that little line about, I have to learn how to smile every time I take over a new body. And then you jump to that, that where it shows all the aliens trying to figure out how to, how to smile as they uh, leave in the jail. It's like, it's like, there's all these little, like just kind of little throwaway things that pay off later on that uh, like that kind of attention to attention to detail. It forces you to have to pay to more than just, you know, the action that's front and center. Like, and that's one of the things that, you know, I enjoy. I mean, granted, this was a good storyline and, you know, everything else. But at the same time, it was those little reasons that I'm going to look into this a little bit deeper. Like, you're, you you find yourself kind of like one of those hidden puzzle, you know, games where it's like, Ooh, I bet there's a missing piece here in the background. Yeah, there's definitely like on the second watch. There's like things that I pick, didn't pick up the first time around. And speaking of Eagley, uh, he's actually voiced by famous voice actor D. Bradley Baker, who's been in a ton of movies, video games, and everything. So yeah, they had to hire a professional to make uh, eagle sounds through this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that little detail is just like that's that's hilarious that you had to you know hire someone of his caliber just to go <laughs> just make fucking eagle sounds for obviously you are hours. not a professional no I am not <laughs> I do two voices my voice and redneck voice <laughs> which is no, still my then, voice it's just when I get tired and I then, stop then uh, you have Russian voice shit. you have Irish voice. But all are based on, like, drunkenness, usually. <laughs> I'm drinking vodka. I must speak like this. <laughs> but you probably can't, yeah. Yeah, they don't They don't like Russians right now, so I, I haven't worn my, you know, totally not a Russian spy shirt uh, lately, so just gotta wait for things to calm down a little bit before I can uh, go back and do a voice in public. so are you a Russian spy? Hmm, don't want to draw attention to yourself by not saying you're not a Russian spy, which is definitely something a Russian spy would say. Hmm. Yet. (laughs) Anyway. So I've done a lot of talking. What yeah, throw out some uh what, you know what's some things that you picked up that you liked that you uh picked up on? You know, did not seeing you know, Suicide Squad actually I mean, kind of hurt your understanding of anything? I don't know, because I don't know what I don't know. Um I'll say that 
the first episode or so, like, it kind of picks up, like you said, and I'm like, okay, I missed something, you know? <laughs> so I, I'm like, no, I didn't miss anything. But by, you know, the, the 15, 20 minute mark, like, I felt like I had an idea of what was going on. And at that point, the show sort of took its own, and I didn't feel, you know, like I was in the dark as much. Yeah, it did. Like I said, other than kind of the intro <laughs> the show. <laughs> Dude, we're on camera now. You just I like... don't give a fuck. <laughs> uh, it's funny. If my yeah. nose itches, my fucking nose itches. Okay? <laughs> but yeah, that uh, other than the um, kind of how the show started off. Yeah, I, don't, I think this could, if you haven't seen the other movie, you, you're you not going to know who Peacemaker is at the beginning, but. I don't think it's that important through it. There's nothing that's kind of plot point that's like, you don't know what's going on. If you haven't seen the movie, it's, it's very much, this can be its own thing other than why does this movie start with this dude? Like, you know, with his ass hanging out in a hospital, that's about the only detail you may. And then the part where he's telling his dad about, uh, uh, you know, the, <laughs> the guy that, uh, afraid of rats that's from, uh, whatever the suicide squad movie. So, that joke may not land, but other than that, it's like, yeah, it's pretty much kind of its own thing. I don't think anyone has to see the other movie to enjoy this, but it's a good movie. You should see it. And it's, I think it's still on HBO max now. So you can, uh, catch up before you start the series. If you haven't started the series already. Yeah. I don't know. You know me. I'm a big fan of, uh, anything dealing with chainsaws. And, you know, the episode where they're, you know, running from Charlie, which is a great name for a gorilla. Um, but bet it wasn't Harambe. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, Economos, Economos uh, yeah. Steve Agee. You know. Comes in down with, the, with uh... a fucking chainsaw, and I'm like, that's brutal as shit. Yeah, you think he's like the nerd dude, and then like every once in a while he just shows up and does something badass. <laughs> when he takes down, uh, we we haven't talked about uh, the uh, aliens uh, kind of human uh, bodyguard uh, judo master, who's this little tiny Asian dude. And if you see, look up pictures of the actor. It's like Newt Lee. He looks like Anthony from the cigar shop out of costume. <laughs> like look up that dude, you'd be like, "Fuck, that's Anthony." <laughs> but yeah, he's like this tiny like freaking ninja guy who like kicks the shit out of everybody. But yeah, he's like uh, you know runs him over with the car and then. <laughs> has to go like beat him with a, a crowbar and it's like yeah it's like just he's like yeah i'm a badass i took down the judo master kick the shit out of all you guys i just had to hit him with a fucking bread truck <laughs> did you notice the sign on their undercover van it was called laying pipe plumbing company <laughs> i was like all right i appreciate that joke <laughs> I mean, it was stuff like that that made it enjoyable. Like, all the little Easter eggs. It's like... I don't I, I don't know. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, this, this gave nods almost to, like, Kill Bill, to, you know, Quentin Tarantino, to Texas Chainsaw, to, you know, like, all kinds of shit. You know, I'm like... It's got a little something for everyone. Yeah, and how his, like... You know, we, uh, Peacemaker's, like... And it was kind of cool, too, just... You know, finally seeing John Cena and something other than like, 
some kind of marine role or something of that nature. I think he's way better. I mean, when he first started acting, he tried to go the rock route and be like the new action guy. But I think he's doing a way better job doing these weird comedies and even like kind of action comedy as this is. It's like, I think he's way better at a, as a comedic actor than he is like Somebody serious that action you're supposed dude. to take seriously. Cause yeah. I mean, even, you know, when I was watching WWE and stuff, like, I never, just, I mean, he has a stage presence, but, you know, like, he just comes off as not a very serious dude Yeah, for some reason. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I mean. Yeah, he's so serious that he's almost funny as when he's doing his, like, wrestling persona, but, and I do like the kind of character growth he got in this series. He starts off very self-centered, like, you know, douchebag character. And by the end, he's like, no, you're all my best friends. And he kind of becomes like a human by the end of it, you know, <laughs> where he's like, you know, and even the, uh, the alien uh, uh, leader is like, I'm going to tell you why we're doing this. Like we're trying to, we're actually trying to save your planet and, you know, Mern, their their kind of their leader was actually another alien who like didn't agree with them taking over. And he's like, they're like, no, we're actually doing this to save y'all. You know, so we're we're actually trying to find peace, like you do. You know, we're just probably gonna kill a bunch of people to do it. You know, kind of like you've done. So you should join us. And then he launches Abadao with the uh, human torpedo helmet to kill the uh, the cow. And afterwards, she's like why didn't you join them? I mean, they're wanting peace. That's your thing. And he's like, yeah, that we are. And we were kind of similar in that, but I realized if I did it, then they would hurt all of you. And y'all are actually my, my best friends now. Uh, you're my third best friend. You're my second best friend after Eagly and vigilante is my third best friend. And, and Economist is like my fourth best. Friend. And I'll put that in my diary. Yeah. <laughs> and he, uh, you know, uh, Whatever set there with Har- Harcourt in the ho- you know, hospital because she gets uh, shot up, but the guest stars in that finale was absolutely hysterical. Because like after they've killed the aliens and they're all fucked up and they're like, kind of limping their way out of there, the Justice League finally shows up, and you actually see the actors who play Flash and Aquaman. You know the uh, I think they had stand-ins for Wonder Woman and Superman. But they actually got them there. And that that joke, because he's like said, he's got all these weird facts about all the superheroes. He's like, he's like, you're late. You know, go fuck a fish. <laughs> and fucking Aquaman's like, God damn it, I hate that rumor. And Flash is like, yeah, but it's not a rumor. He's like, fuck you, Barry. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they got them to come in and, and do this for this, this weird ass series. But it was absolutely hysterical. It, it, it made that <laughs> that yeah, episode. I mean, I, I I don't know. It was like I guess that's probably one of the things that kept me from seeing Suicide Squad was, you know, I, I want Suicide Squad over the top, kind of quirky, which sounds to me maybe more what the second film is. But everything that I saw for the first, I'm like, yeah, you tried to go that whole dark gritty route that hasn't yeah, you, worked. You gotta sit down and watch that second movie it's way better than that first it's it's yeah it's if you like peacemaker you'll like that second suicide squad movie because it is a lot more it's very much more guardians of the galaxy like like you said this this here was kind of a cross between guardians and the boys like it was the bridge between 
Yeah, I mean, there is some just, like, because it's on HBO Max, so they don't have to worry about, like, a rating, because Disney and Marvel's always trying to keep things PG, where this is, like, DC starting to go that hard R. And yeah, and this one's, like, there's some, like, bloody violence, especially when they go into that, uh, that, uh, uh, bottling factory and just blowing aliens' heads off left and right. It's like, oh yeah, this is, like, I mean, hell, episode one, you got titties and John seeing his ass. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely not your typical superhero <laughs> show. This is definitely made for, for the Thanks, adult Deadpool, fans. for proving that R-rated superheroes can be successful. Yeah, because, I mean, the OG fans are people like our age. It's like, <laughs> yeah, comics might have been for kids back in the day, but, like, we all grew up, so, like, we are definitely going to appreciate more fucked up, more adult comedy and yeah but even then like so many family shows that we grew up watching like oh yeah you're watching now you're watching, like, oh, that's an inappropriate and i'm like <laughs> as a kid that never registered as an adult it's like hat stupid kid you don't even know what that means why are I you mean, laughing yeah you go back to like animaniacs Ren and Stimpy, like all the shit we watch as kids, are like, oh yeah, I man, this shit's like real dirty when you <laughs> when you go back and and rewatch it. Like I I, I can re- remember my mom, you know, would like bitch at me, and it's like, what are you bitching? Of? And I now I kind of I'm like, <laughs> oh. you understood what I didn't, but yeah. your impurities you were trying to pass into me, like I don't know. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, in the final few minutes here, what do you think of this cigar? I mean, it's, the thing I like about these, uh, whatever, Chinese New Year cigars, they're all reasonably priced. I think the most expensive ones may be like seven bucks, but they're, like, so it's a, it's a good, like, I don't want to spend a lot of money, but it's not, doesn't taste like a cheap cigar. They've all got good flavor and, you know, this one's probably one of the bigger of them. I mean, well, some of them are like, I'm like the, the egg roll is like a tiny ass cigar, but yeah, for six eighty, I think I paid for this. It's, it tastes like it's worth more than that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, that's the thing, you know, it, you you strip away the labels, and most cigars, somebody's going to find it enjoyable. Um, there's been very few cigars that I'm like, no, that's that's dog shit of a cigar. And and if it is, it usually you, doesn't make it to the well, show, because we smoke it, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But the funny thing nice. is, it's usually not a cheap cigar. It's a cigar that, you know, more time was put into the marketing or the branding than the blending. Um, yeah. Where, you know, I, General's got so many brands and everything else that... I'll say that this is an average cigar. It's not bad. It's not one that I'm going to rave about. But, you know what, if I got six bucks in my wallet... This this is probably the one I'm going to pick. Yeah, know? I don't know if I would pay 15 bucks for this, but But then again, it's a, it's a good it's it's a cheap cigar that doesn't taste like a it's an inexpensive cigar. I won't say cheap cuz it doesn't taste like is, a cheap cigar. This is one of those cigars that 
Not a lot of strength, but it's got good flavor, and it's... This is this is a gateway cigar, is what this is. For that person that's like, eh, I want to try something that... They're not on that Diablo level yet. Correct. Maybe. And <laughs> I want to try something a little bit, little bit um, stronger than my, you know, Connecticut or my Philly Blunt or whatever I've been smoking. <laughs> yeah, this is a good, like... Not overpowering, but it's definitely got more flavor than this your is. This is something to cigars. be like, hey, it's going to give you a, a little bit. You know, I. It's not even a black pepper spice. I mean, and it may just very well be the heat drawing through the cigar is the spice that I'm tasting. But I mean, to me, this is a. This is a very earthy cigar. Say, you know, yeah, that kind of that nutty, um, earthy. But with just a hint of sweetness, but not like sweet, sweet. I don't know. See, I, I, me personally. Now, granted, I was over here fucking chugging on this energy drink to try to stay <laughs> awake through this uh, bitch, but um, I don't know. I, I'm not getting a whole lot of the sweetness. But then again, it could also too be, you know, maybe maybe I cut a little bit too shallow and not deep enough to. You know, it, get into that Habano. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, for me, it, it's working because I like that heat. I like that spice, and I mean, like you said, dude, this was less than a seven dollar cigar after tax. Yeah, and I'm I definitely mean, more willing to experiment at that price point than I am if something like brand new comes out and it's like fifteen, sixteen bucks. I'm like, yeah, but at the same time, like. Not a lot comes around at those prices anymore. I mean, even yeah, even the more the, expensive. It's either well, think about most the, things are a ten or eleven cigar, or it's like a twenty dollars cigar. <laughs> but think about the ten dollars cigars. You know, I mean, in the years that we've been doing the podcast, right? So, how many sub ten dollars cigars are now thirteen, fourteen, fifteen yeah, bucks? I mean, even our Diablos that we've been smoking has gone up a. I think like 75 cents or something because of all this inflation bullshit. So yeah, like our $10 cigars are now 11, $12 cigars, but still at that price point, I'm more willing to try something new than like something that's in that 18 to $20 range. That's something I usually got to wait for like a special occasion. My birthday's coming up. I may splurge and get a, you know, $20 stick or, you know, somebody might give me some, buy me a $20 stick for my birthday. Asshole. Cause you were Tennessee up a pole. <laughs> You gotta be home for that shit to happen. <laughs> Tower cigars are a real thing, man. <laughs> uh, did you find any cigar shops on your travels? The the thing about it is, is yes, there were cigar shops, no cigar lounges. Mm, you that know, sucks. <laughs> um, and and that was that's kind of a deal breaker for me. Yeah, you I know, just sit because out and smoke somewhere, especially if I'm on the road, I don't want to like be standing outside of a hotel. You know, that doesn't and, have a smoking area. You know, and, and San Diego, it worked because the weather was just gorgeous. But you yeah, know, Utah and Tennessee, a little cold. For, well, <laughs> cold I for mean, that. you know, when I was in Utah, like, dude, I was just blown away by the mountains. Like, dude, there's fucking snow on the ground, but I'm hiking <laughs> three thousand feet. You know, and poor Jason's like. I'm wearing slippers. Like my <laughs> feet are wet. Like it's like I'm not cut out for this. Everybody out here is active, and 
Oh, and uh, well, before we wrap this up, uh, we you mentioned General Cigar. Uh, Ricky Rodriguez is a, is retiring. Uh, we've had him on the show. Hell of a nice dude, and he's kind of the CAO brand ambassador and master blender for a lot of the CAO General Cigars. So, do love like so we smoke a lot of the Punch Diablos, but like kind of my other brand has always been CAO. So I'm hoping the quality doesn't. Uh, I hope they find a good replacement for Ricky because he's made some damn good cigars through the years. Well, I mean, he's collaborated with so many people, and I'm sure that whoever they put in that place, you know, has been under his guidance and wink. Like, yeah, hopefully and, he, and, uh, he you vets know, whoever they uh, and dude, <laughs> they it's, it's with. just like professional, you know, sports players. Oh, I'm retiring. But until they die, they never truly go away. Yeah, it may end up like an AJ Fernandez who just makes cigars for everyone now instead yes. of being tied down to one one brand. All right, and with that, we will see you in the next segment. <laughs> Modern Musicology is a podcast covering topics on rock and pop ranging mostly from the 70s, 80s, and 90s with occasional excursions into the 60s and aughts and even occasionally the 2010s. Anything is fair game. Classic rock, R&B, folk, punk, prog, rap, metal, and way more with two Americans, one Brit, a ton of fun, and a healthy dose of cynicism. Welcome back. It's time for some science. We're going to learn all kind of stuff today. All right, dude. Start educating. You ever take a pre-workout? You know, that stuff you like powder. You, most yeah. of that stuff's like full of caffeine to get you, you know, kind of get your you, blood flowing. Get your blood flowing. And, you I know. mean, I've drank coffee, done a monster, but I've never done like the powdered. Uh... Yeah. So, I, you know, back when I thought I was going to go to the gym religiously, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to buy my, you know, pre-workout, you know, get swole and well, <laughs> well, but that stuff is definitely, I will say like that cuz I was the type of person that though. was like I'll do it as I, you know, drinking it as I'm driving to the gym. Dude, drink that shit and just sitting there trying to drive and you're like I want to do shit. <laughs> like I'm about to rip the steering wheel out of the steering column. Well, a personal trainer has died from overdosing on pre-workout because he was bad at math. Uh, Tom Mansfield, 29, uh, and professional trainer, basically the um, dosage of your uh, pre-workout was uh, 2 milligrams. The scale he was working was set in grams. So he took two grams worth of, uh, or, or, no, actually more than that, it was like, uh, I think, yeah, it was supposed to be 200 milligrams. So he took 
200 grams of uh, pre-workout, which they says the equivalent of 200 cups of coffee. Wow. Yeah, so he basically... That's uh, intense. Gave himself a a heart attack. Uh, Yeah, I said when... uh, Whatever... The post-mortem examination, he had 392 milligrams of caffeine, uh, your, which is like your daily dosage is supposed to be between your maximum dosage is like 200 to 400 in a 24 hour period. And he was <laughs> just under 400. So when I drink two of the 300, uh, milligram, co- well, no, cause that's, I think that's, that's a, now we're being bad at math. Okay, continue yeah. your story. Yeah, so this one, uh, <laughs> like I said, four, you know, two hundred plus cups of coffee at one time, and you're, I think, like the maximum dosage of this thing was like you know four hundred milligrams in twenty four hours, and he took two hundred grams of uh, of this stuff, and basically his heart went splody. So. Be sure and make sure your scale is in the proper uh, range if you're going to measure out your your pre-workout. And here's kind of a historical science story. Uh, have you ever heard of the exploding pants plague of the 1930s? No. Apparently pants were just blowing the fuck up in the 30s. <laughs> Quite literally. <laughs> 1930s New Zealand. Um, <laughs> basically, uh, farmers uh, began a face an unusual problem where their pants kept exploding or otherwise bursting into flames. Uh, like I said, uh, um, and basically, what what it was was a washing a material. So was it causing like a, you know, chemical reaction or something? That material, you know, interacting with either moisture or something that they were coming in contact with, you know, out in the field being farmers? Pretty much it was like a, uh, at this time they were using a uh, kind of a special fertilizer that uh, had a lot of, sodium content uh you know the um because like raw sodium is actually you put water on it it goes boom (laughs) so farmers and stuff would get this uh our it's uh whatever sodium chlorate uh was what they were using uh as a fertilizer back in the back in the 30s and they would get this uh sodium chlorate saturated uh into their clothes and when they would either sweat and it would add moisture to that, um, in combination with the, you know, organic materials like as wool and cotton that they were using then that would cause a chemical reaction where it would blow up. Cause apparently once this stuff dries out or when it's near heat, say through friction, liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it was so much that people were, were like, you know, do their laundry and hang their clothes on the, uh, on the, uh, line to dry is like, as it was drying out, like these things would just ignite. (laughs) So yeah. uh, Sodium chlorate is a particularly explosive mix. 
explosive wind mixed with organic materials like cotton and wool and a little bit of uh, friction and uh, moisture. In fact, there's a video on the uh, article we'll link to where they dropped a gummy bear in a um, beaker of sodium chlorate and it makes a pretty good uh, fireball. <laughs> that is freaking ridiculous. But if something like that's stressing you out, some companies are now offering masturbation pods to uh Oh yeah, because that's not going to, you know, reduce friction and moisture. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yes, uh kind of as a, a new benefit, some companies, uh you because know, the world's kinda going to shit. Uh a few companies uh has have uh Given their employees a, a, a jerk-off break to, to calm their nerves. Why has it just got to be the males? What about the females? Well, they, they have a rub-out, Aaron, uh, here. Uh, <laughs> start off with the Cypress-based adult website StripChat installed four pods for its 200 employees that will allow them a 30-minute uh, paid breaks during work hours to make use of the pods. Uh, the pods are equipped with uh, VR glasses and... Uh, Lube is included. Well, you don't have to worry about no tug burns. Notice I didn't say rug burns. <laughs> <laughs> the decision to install the pods was made to help employees cope with the stress of COVID-19 and other uh, work-related stresses. Um, like, that's got to suck for... The pods that look they look like futuristic balls are equipped with 4K screens, Oculus Quest VR headset, tissues, and a comfortable chair to masturbate in. <laughs> And lube is also provide by, provided by the employer. <laughs> uh, apparently, it's not the first company to do this. Uh, another uh, adult entertainment company, Erica Lust Films, who employs 36 members, uh, also uh, decided to institute a uh, <laughs> a uh, masturbation break. In but the at day. the same time, like I almost feel like in that industry, that's product research. Yeah. I mean, you work around sex stuff all day. I mean, it's going to be uncomfortable. Uh, they spoke. I don't think you could be uncomfortable and work in that. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean it's going to be uncomfortable. You're walking around like horny all day. So, I mean, well, no. I mean, I think that there's a. I mean, dude. All right, you've been to a sex store, right? Yeah. I, I've, you know, whatever. Like, does anybody ever make you uncomfortable? Like, I mean, you walk in, hey, how's it going? You know, blah blah blah. I mean, it's almost like walking into a tattoo shop or you know whatever or a piercing shop, and it's like. Oh, there's a chick getting her nipples pierced. Like it, it it's just a thing. It's, <laughs> it's not like it's not like hey, I, I'm Look at there, there's a nipple. I wouldn't <laughs> see that on TV. Let me go to the masturbation booth. So like... <laughs> uh, according to company owner Erica Lust, uh with the pandemic and the huge shift in how we live our lives, I began to notice my employees had become somewhat agitated and were performing with less energy than before. So knowing that there's only one thing that will make everyone feel good, I've set up private masturbation stations for them to enjoy. Uh, the head of communications for the firm also said that picture this, a team of happy employees with their creative juices flowing <laughs> and being productive because they've had some time scheduled to make themselves feel good. A masturbation break at work can result in more focus from your employees, less aggression, more productivity, and better teamwork. <laughs> Never mind them handshakes. So maybe we should suggest, you know, suggest that at our day jobs. Hey, we need to <laughs> implement a jerk break. 
we'll all be happier uh, employees. But that's got to be awkward. Like, oh, hi, Ted. I see you just came out of the jerk chamber. Especially the company that says they got four chambers for 200 employees. I mean, that might get a little, <laughs> just a little weird. Like, I, I, I can just see, you know, a uh, personal break on, you know, somebody's shared calendar, you know, because, uh, of course, you know, you're not going to increase your productivity if all your employees are standing in line. <laughs> Come on, Ted. Come on, Jill. <laughs> oh, the janitors of that company's got to... <laughs> employee jizz moppers now. Yeah. Well, as we uh, spoke earlier, there's you know a whole Russian-Ukrainian uh, uh, war going on now, and this has kind of been like the first war in the social media generation. So it's like you remember, you know, from the movie Hackers, Hack the Planet. Well, that's exactly what hackers have been doing. Uh, hackers uh, basically took over. Uh, Russian electric vehicle charging stations. So when people would go to charge their their electric cars, they would get a message that said Putin's a dickhead on their <laughs> on their <laughs> electric displays. And even uh, whatever the group Anonymous has been a, like shut like they literally shut down like whatever the Russian security, um, basically their version of the FBI or whatever uh, computer network. <laughs> and like I said, they've fucking Netflix has shut them down. Pornhub is shut off access. Like this is like, you know, there's, you know, bad shit going on in the ground, but the every day there's some kind of weird ass story about these little, just kind of internet harassment and service, uh, disruption battles that are going on. But just remember, you know, I mean, You know, whatever tools and tactics are being employed against our enemies will be employed when somebody, you know, thinks that we're the enemy. You know, I mean, that's 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 the downside, you know, is as technology evolves and everything else, no technology is foolproof. You know, and every company that comes out and our networks can't be hacked, our encryption can't be broken, you have way more people saying challenge accepted. Yeah. Somebody's going to find the way through. I just like to see that, you know, the... I mean, it's cool, you know, that people are the making internet a The internet trolls are trying to, like, you know, use their powers for good. Uh, for, you know, at least for... Now. <laughs> this is kind of, this is like, kind of unlike any conflict we've we've ever seen as far as, like, the social community getting involved uh the the keyboard warriors are actually like going to war and i'm like that's it's interesting <laughs> like i said it may all be bad in the end but it's it's new and interesting i'll say that yeah keep it up i mean keep, shutting off people keep porn, the good fight shutting off people's porn that's that's you know That'd make me want to like oh, we got we got to get out of this like I can't jerk off. <laughs> uh, but with that, we'll be right back with some news. And now it's time for all things nerdy in the nerd news. 
And welcome to Nerd News. Yeah, news. And in this rendition of news, we're going to talk about trailers, video games, all kinds of interesting topics. There's been quite a few in the last couple weeks. Yeah, I'm curious to see what all I've missed. <laughs> this is always my time to educate myself about what has gone on into the world of nerdiness <laughs> that I have failed to realize. And even in doing research, Joe is there to remind me that, hey, you still miss this epic thing. <laughs> That's because I spend all day uh, working behind a desk, so I have plenty of time to look at the internet. <laughs> So I'm always seeing uh, what random trailers and I spend out. all day making sure that that device in your pocket keeps its internet. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, up next, we got our final Halo trailer for the Paramount Plus series. Um, dude, this is starting to look almost like the Expanse in some ways. Like, but at the same time, like. More action? I, I I guess they got more dollars or something. Um, yeah, I saw like Master Chief with a minigun uh, <laughs> in a clip. I saw it. Yeah, it's. I don't want another streaming service. There's, but I may have to go to the shop and like they got Paramount Plus at the shop and they're like, hey, can I watch Halo? Because I don't want to pay for the shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird too that they decided to unmask, you know, Master Chief. But at that's the same another weird time, thing. I like, mean, you know, cause... but I think that's kind of a. You probably kind of have to at this point, because, uh, I mean, the Mando, hell, he didn't lose his helmet until, like, the final episode of season one. But Master Chief's always been that, un you know, you never get to see him because you were always supposed to, like, kind of imagine yourself as Master Chief. That was the whole purpose, and it's purpose in most video games. There's a lot of, you know, video games where you don't see the character, but, yeah, when you're doing a, a you know, narrative TV show, it's like, yeah, at some at some point, you're like... Let me see this motherfucker's face. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, you know, uh, basically you're going to have humanity in the covenant. Um, so, you know, we're, we're at the Halo 2, Halo 3-esque, you know, time frame. Um, and apparently, you know, like the games were always pretty good about Chief is a badass. He's going to take everything alone. Now it's like, no, not even Master Chief can do this alone. So, I mean, just, I, I think the battles and the action are just going to be massive, over the top, and epic. As it should be. I'm, the one thing I'm, uh, I don't know if you noticed it or not, because I, I, I watched this trailer when, a while ago, but I can't. Master Chief's supposed to be a big motherfucker. The Spartans are supposed to be, like, not normal human size. Does he at least look big as shit in the trailers? <laughs> I think Mash used to be, like, nine foot tall. You know? But at the same time, like, I mean, you know, they always had the big boots. You've got that armor, you know, and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, bro, if you just look at the snippet with him, you know, behind the uh, fucking minigun, like, it looks legit. <laughs> Sweet. I, um, I have to someone, someone loan me your uh, Paramount Plus login yeah. so I can watch this shit because I don't want to pay for another, uh, <laughs> another series, another, uh, Streaming service. So, um, 10 episode series, March 24th, or March 24th, excuse me, Paramount Plus. And we got the, whatever, Moon Knight coming out this month, too, on the uh, end of the month, the uh, 31st. So we got some new... That looks interesting. Yeah, it's like, I don't know enough about that character, and the tr trailers have been kind of weird, but I've liked pretty much all the Marvel Disney Plus series so far, so... 
give that a give that a watch when it uh, comes out. Well, you can't be a nerd and not talk about comic books. We're going to talk about some digital comic books. What? Yeah. Alligator Loki. It's got his own <laughs> spin-off uh, comic book series. Wow. Um <laughs> I, I mean, dude, you know how meme-worthy that was. Yes. You know, so... I mean, they've got Spider-Pig. Why can't we have an Alligator Loki series? Well, the Adventures of Alligator Loki um, is titled Alligator Loki. It's a 12-part story, and it's available through the um, Infinity Comics format and released exclusively on the Marvel Unlimited app. Um... Kind of need to get that because I need to get back into reading comics. That Marvel, uh, whatever Infinity is. I mean, or... there used to be. I had some kind of digital comic book reader. Yeah, I used and to have. It was. It sucked on a cell phone, but on my tablet. Yeah. It was, you know, a bit more enjoyable. Because when I got back into reading comics, they were doing like a. There was a code in the comic for a digital copy, but yeah, I never got into that Comicology app where it's like pretty much. It's like Netflix. They've got like pretty much all the comics on there, so you can go back and read. You know, all the old shit and, and whatnot, uh, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a ton of content, but fuck, I just don't have time. <laughs> yeah. So this first issue is titled Family Bonding. Um, Alligator Loki and Thor um, are on an adventure at a uh, Asgardian amusement park. <laughs> so, um, I mean... It, <laughs> what animal is Thor? <laughs> Does it say? I don't know. <laughs> It is it not... is it Frog Thor? Because he did get turned into a I mean, toad at one dude, point. It, it, it legit just looks like it's Thor. Like... <laughs> it's regular Thor and yeah, Alligator and Loki. Alligator Loki, like. Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting. I mean, just those tidbits. Like, I I want to go to an <laughs> Asgardian theme park. Damn it! Like <laughs> Six Flags, rip all that DC shit down. Give me, give me an Asgard uh, theme park. I mean, we got like Star Wars, uh, Galaxy's Edge, or whatever. Now let's let's do a, a Asgardian uh, <laughs> Disney uh, park. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Um, for all you Funko Pop uh, collectors out there, to revert back to our main segment topic, we get some Peacemaker Funko Pops. <laughs> Including yep. Peacemaker and his whitey tidies is one of the yes. uh, models. <laughs> but there's fucking eagerly. Hales, yes. All right, that I, I've avoided. Uh, you know, collecting pops. I've only got two, and they're both uh, Grogu's. I may have to get an eagerly for the collection. <laughs> I mean, a- and he's grasping, you know, an American flag as he should. You know, oh, fuck yes. <laughs> if that's not America, I don't know. Fuck yeah, America. Um, fuck yeah. And, you know, I mean, just the, the designs and everything. I mean, dude, they're, they're funny as as they should have been. Um, but it looks like uh, you can get Eagly, um, Peacemaker with Eagly, um, Whitey Tidy Peacemaker, um, Vigilante, sporting the motherfucking chainsaw. Hell yeah. And uh, Judo Master. <laughs> Is his pop smaller than the rest of the pops? <laughs> um, yes. Because he legit looks like a child. I, I, <laughs> it's gotta, the actor's got to be a small dude. 
But it looks like these are all going to be released on July 23rd, with the exception of um, the Peacemaker with Eagly, which is getting released on August 11th. I guess because I got two characters. It's going to take longer to print or something. Um, the Boys, Season 3. We got our next Red Band trailer. Oh, yeah, that trailer. Look, and Soup. Uh, Dude, just... What? what Bodies just going to be exploding. Yeah. And laser-eyed uh, fucking butcher. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, this shit looks intense. I don't know if this is the last season or not, but yeah, it looks fucking wild uh, speaking of that there's um a boys animated uh thing that's dropped on uh, prime called uh the boys Di- diabolical it's an eight episode uh animated shorts so they're not like interconnected each one's like a standalone story done by different animators different directors and they are fucked up so if you want to like and like i said they're each of them's maybe 10 15 minutes long at the most so you can burn through all eight in like an hour, but yeah, if you want if you want something to see something fucked up uh, while you're waiting on Boys season three, which I think it's coming out in June, yeah, watch d- d- the diabolical. It is just fucked up, <laughs> and that's saying a lot for the boys. Yeah, living poo. That's all I'm gonna say. There's a poop monster. <laughs> so the boys season three will be released June third. After that, the remaining five episodes roll out weekly every Friday. <laughs> Damn it, we gotta wait. So we just skip it for a month and then we can binge it. <laughs> but I'm kind of curious to see, you know, I mean, dude, Crimson Countess, you know, Countess, like... Freaking, uh, just, uh, whatever. Hey, you go poof now. Oh, and you're chunky and soupy. And we get, uh, uh fucking Frenchy. dude from Supernatural is, uh, Soldier Boy. Yep. Uh, Jensen Eccles. Yep. Who's like their fucked up version of Captain America from the looks of it. <laughs> we get Annie, a.k.a. Starlight, in a super sad situation. Um, Frenchie and Kimiko. Yeah, this is, uh... They, they, they're making music. Yeah, this this series has been has been great, so I'm looking forward to another... But I'm thinking, another... you know, with Peacemaker and the dance... There's going to be some epic dance-offs in... Uh, yeah, from that trailer, course. there's like a couple musical scenes like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Yeah, we need the Peacemaker uh, Homelander dance-off. <laughs> <laughs> that might work. Uh, dance-off, bro. Let's talk about metal. Metal! Let's talk about some monsters. Let's talk about Rob Zombie directing the monsters. Or the monsters. <laughs> um, Rob Zombie has made a PG film. Duh. Well, I mean, there was a lot of people that speculated that Rob Zombie was going to be like, oh, we're going to take the monsters and... But this, yeah, this was originally a family sh- exactly, show. Exactly, you know, but it's fucking Rob Zombie, right? <laughs> like, does Rob Zombie scream, hey, I'm I'm a family show act here. Oh, did you hear about the latest casting of this? I don't know if I did. Educate me. Uh, Sandra, is it Peterson? A.K.A. Elvira has been cast for the show and she's playing like the Munster's real estate agent. I mean, she's, I saw a picture of her. She's like in a pink dress, like, like very un Elvira, <laughs> but yes, he's, he's got some, 
some uh, horror comedy royalty uh, cast in this show. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, there's one thing about it. Like, Rob Zombie knows how to cast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, people give him shit, but I mean, you got to think. Dude went from directing music videos to, you know, his movies being music videos. Yeah. Like, I mean, he took... I mean, House of the Thousand Corpses series. Uh, hell, the, the two... Uh, Halloween reboots he did were the dude can make a movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Devil's Rejects. Yeah, like freaking all those movies. It's like, yeah, for some dude who started off as just a, a rocker, yeah, he's almost a better director than he is a musician yeah. at this point. So, you know, I, I, I'm i glad that, you know, he he's staying true to the roots and he didn't, you know, try to go on some... Yeah, because it, at its origin, it was a, a a comedy show, and if he went like full horror with it, it might have lost some of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, heart. <laughs> he basically quoted saying, "For those of you speculating, wondering, and assuming the monsters would be dirty, violent, and nasty, well, you're wrong. It's all <laughs> good down on Mockingbird Lane." So, um, I'm, I'm curious. I just hope he brings s- out Dracula. <laughs> well, I'm just curious to see, you know, like how he does. Not being able to have that edginess. You know, because sometimes that edge can hide things. Yeah. And not having that, like, does... And and fucking who knows? Maybe maybe we'll get the Rob Zombie, you know, children's book series or something, (laughs) you know, from this. Who knows? Um, Alright, something that came across... uh, I was browsing the interwebs. Question. Have you ever wondered what if Dracula was a shark? <sighs> no, I mean, had... but I've I've never wondered if Dracula or sharks were a tornado, but Well, from the studio that introduced us to Noah's shark. Wonder what that's a play on. <laughs> um they released a dark tale this June. Um Bloodthirsty vampires, and basically, you know, um, the curse of Count Dracula. Sharkula. <laughs> Dude. This looks like... I don't even think it can be a B-movie. So is like, it a vampire that turns into a shark instead of a bat, or is it a legit vampire shark? It is a legit vampire shark. And does it turn into a bat? <laughs> it has bats, or does it turn into a manta ray? That's kind of bat-like. Bats around it, you know? <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> gonna be interesting. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those that I'm afraid it's gonna fall off my radar before I'm actually gonna see it, and then it's gonna be three years down the line, and I'm gonna be like, Sharkula. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Ah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I remember a vampire rabbit movie, uh, whatever, Banicula. <laughs> but yeah, Sharkula. Yeah, I mean, we That's all new. read that in middle school, <laughs> yeah. I think. With his glowing red eyes. <laughs> um, but it was a vegetarian. It only sucked uh, vegetables. <laughs> uh, we did get a final trailer for Sonic the Hedgehog 2. I mean, dude, it's Sonic. April 8th, 2022. It's all about the rings, baby. <laughs> Oh, that shark that reminds me of the meme I saw. It was uh, talking about uh, the Batman movie, and it was like, 
Freaking uh, Pattinson's the worst vampire. It took him 14 years to become a bat. <laughs> Damn. Um, throwback. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Video games. Oh, I remember the... I mean, we used to go to that, uh, whatever, Flashback Arcade, playing yep. the shit out of some Turtles in time. Well, like, the arcade games were always freaking awesome. But that original NES Ninja Turtles game was goddamn impossible. <laughs> This was in the era of no save points. You got three lives, and, you know... I don't know, actually, you got four, because every time a turtle died, you could become a different turtle. So, yeah, you had four lives, and that was all you got to make through that game. And, yeah, that game was fucking impossible. Well, you'll be able to relive that torment. Um, <laughs> Konami and Nickelodeon um, are releasing 13 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games um, under one collection titled Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Cowabunga Collection. Collection. <laughs> And this is going to span from the NES, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, and Sega. Um, so you'll get... Everybody wants to know. Yes, you're going to get the arcade of, you know, Turtles in Time. Fuck yes. Uh, for the bane of your existence, yes, you will have the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from NES. And even the Turtles fighting game, which I completely missed that when it was um, on. I didn't know there was... <laughs> Yep, they did a fighting. They'll have game. tournament fighters. Um, so, and you know the even the updated you know Sega Genesis uh, tournament fighters will be there. Um, you know, follow the Foot Clan that was on Game Boy, uh, back from the sewers, which was game. So I mean, dude, these games were nostalgic. <laughs> like I can remember playing, you know, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy, you know, all that shit, and, dude. And every Friday night was a fucking pizza party with the Ninja Turtles, okay? <laughs> you know? Hell yeah. Um, so basically, uh, this will be on modern consoles. Um, so you'll be able to actually save at any time. Um, there'll be, Maybe you you'll know, finally see the ending of that game. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be actual button mapping um, online for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Arcade, Turtles in Time, and the Hyperstone Heist, and Tournament Fighters. Um, this will be on Nintendo Switch. Yeah, I never realized there were that many Steam. games. Steam. So you can put that graphics card in that bad boy to use. Hell yeah. <laughs> See how good 80s graphics... <laughs> 80s, uh, 90s graphics uh, are on <laughs> laptop. PS4, Xbox 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and, you know, retail for 30 bucks for the 13 games. Any other news? Tidbits. You wanted to talk about that one trailer I didn't bring up. We've got our trailer for... Kenobi on Disney Plus. Kenobi. Kenobi. <laughs> not not the Konami code. Kenobi as in Obi Wan, and Ewan McGregor is back as Obi Wan, and this is takes place after uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, or no, I'm returning between uh, whatever uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, showing Obi Wan kind of chilling in the desert and watching over a, a young Luke and probably getting into some trouble. Uh, and yeah, that trailer, it's got, it shows the, uh, if you're a fan of, uh, the rebels cartoon series, the, uh, Jedi hunters, uh, AKA the, the, uh, Sith inquisitors. And you know, they kind of look like, except for the head inquisitor is, he looks a little weird, but yeah, it looks like the shit straight out of the cartoon. Uh, Disney, the Disney plus series have been a 
doing a good job of bringing shit from the, the animated series into the real world. And we've got a, it's coming out May 25th, which is actually like, uh, like the big anniversary of, I think a new hope. So it's like, uh, yeah, so we didn't get it on May 4th, but we got it on May 25th, which is the actual Star Wars day. So yeah, that trailer looks pretty freaking sweet. Uh, yeah, like so far, all these Mando, Book of Boba Fett, all these Disney Plus Star Wars series. Yeah, dude, been they've been awesome. Fucking amazing. I mean, they've been better than the last three movies we got. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what uh, Kenobi gives us. And with that... Check us out on Cigar Nerd Pod, ah, Cigar Nerd Podcast at um, CigarNerdPodcast.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cigar Nerd Pod. We are Cigar Good Cigar Nerd Podcast on YouTube. Get your energy drinks at Real Energy Drinks at StrikeForceEnergy.com. Promo code Cigar Nerds for twenty percent off your order. Get your shirts at RealMenSmokeCigars.com. And remember, there's never a wrong time to rock. And this has been a recording of the Cigar Nerd Podcast. We're your hosts, Smoking Joe and Brad Jackson. Join us next time for more adventures in nerddom. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.